we can be get we can get going. There we go. Um, the link is in the chat for the community note-taking docs. There's a roll call. There's a place to add your updates. There's the agenda. Um, I see people signing in. That is perfect. Love it. It's also, you know, you everyone knows how Google Docs works, so you can make a comment. You can, you know, if you want to add something in text, maybe change your color, sign your little comment, or make it, you know, make it a sidebar comment. But, you know, that's also there for following up or kind of asynchronous or for people who are a little bit more text inclined, whatnot, you know, feel free to engage in the, in the Google doc as well. And with that, we will go ahead and jump into our agenda today. Um, welcome everybody. It has been a real pleasure to be having this call these last few months and see such great engagement. So thanks for continuing on that. We have some exciting stuff today. Um, you know, we kind of, just so everyone knows, we give regular up verbal updates when there when there's uh, you know actual stuff to talk about, and we've been focusing these more on deep dives and demos, which today will follow suit. Um, and so at the top of it, we'd have some um, spoken updates, and I think today we a quick one from Interledger, be me for like thirty seconds, and then uh, Matt from Fine Boss is going to jump on and talk a little bit about what's going on there. Uh, but then you'll notice that the Rafiki and Testnet updates uh, are going to be written this week. So, but there's a lot of, lot of good content and some links and some ways to engage. So while they aren't jumping on mic um, or demoing today, they've been pretty active in the last few. There are some chunky updates. And then we will hear from my wallet guru. And then we will go over some of where we are with summit planning. So everyone sort of gets, you know, kind of a where we're at and where we'll be going. And we'll probably, that'll probably be a semi-regular feature on these between now and, and of course, the summit. So uh, I won't bore us too much with our updates. And these are all basically the non-technical updates as the technical updates are covered other places in the meeting. But um, we do have active grants in the ecosystem right now. There are links to, to the two of them, which are the ambassador open call and the research and development grants for financial services in, a, in round two, basically rebooting what we did last year with slight changes, but basically very similar. Um, I also put a link to Jeremiah's open payments huddle announcing ILP in the Fediverse, which he talks a little bit about in the asynchronous updates above uh, in the doc, but there is the link if you want to watch the video. I would highly recommend it. You can even just kind of watch the first 25 minutes as he walked through his slides and kind of get a gist. Um, and then with some, uh, with a lot of excitement, that last link details the eight artists that we've activated from the future money. That's run its course. And those are the artists who are now off on their way, creating, planning, and uh, thinking about ways about how they'll show up at the summit. So with that, I think, Matthew, or you're on, right? I think I saw you pop in. If you're there, go ahead and open up and give us some fun. Yeah. I am here. Sorry, I'm on my phone at the moment. My laptop uh, died and I obviously didn't turn it off properly. Um, yeah, so, so exciting news from us since the last update. We are starting to move money again. So we've been provisionally approved for, for our programs. Um, in the last two weeks, we've been testing some stuff. So we onboarded a few users uh, external to us um, earlier this week um, and the end of last week. Uh, found a bunch of snags. Uh, I've also posted on the Interledger Slack community, just reaching out for some things. I did see some people, um, like GFAM, say he, he's willing to join. So yeah, we will we'll reach out to you pretty soon. Um, we just want to like, obviously, we're bringing in a few users, finding issues, fixing them, bringing more users on. Um, initially, our program at the moment is uh, card to card, so debit cards in the US. Um, in the meantime, we've also applied to get more reach so that will include the uk eu um, mexico uh, potentially india and and south africa so that's sort of the coverage we're looking at right now but that that is a, a process that needs to to take place um with with the different uh, providers but it shouldn't be as long as it's taken up to now because it should be a matter of enabling the different regions um yeah very excited uh everything seems to be working smoothly barring just little snags, like I said. And again, like if you're in the US, um, yeah, please please reach out if we haven't uh, if we haven't got you on our radar. Um, and we will be sort of onboarding friendly people um, onto the platform just just to get some feedback. That is amazing news. Um, there probably may be a few follow up questions, so maybe we'll take a little time here and see if anyone wants to 
open their mic or throw it on the, the chat. Happy to have a little dialogue here. Anybody? Uh, so Matthew is Canada and Australia on, on the roadmap as well? Great question. So at the moment, not, but definitely something we can ask with our partners. Those are just the initial corridors. It was just with those we focus on was purely from feedback we've had. Um, I did realize, as I was saying, that Canada we hadn't said, and Australia is also a big one. Um, I think Australia is a little bit nuanced. Some of the payments there is a little bit tricky, but um, I definitely will put it on our roadmap just to start talking with our providers to see what that will include. But yeah, I think I think Canada is probably one we haven't included that we probably should look at. Awesome, thank you. Anything else for Matthew? And I just want to reiterate, Matthew, that we are holding space in this meeting for some kind of launch party or launch event or celebratory thing. So yes, uh, yes, we'll rely we, we, on you to contact our party planners. Yes, I, I'm. I'm hoping, hopefully, by this time next 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 cycle, which is what a month away, um, that we could uh, hopefully hopefully pop the the, the champagne uh, in person for everybody where they are. <laughs> awesome. So we're. Uh, Sorry, I've got so, another question. Sorry, if that's okay. Yeah, um, I'm just a 100%. little. I'm not super sure how like Rafiki and Finboss interact with each other. Like, is is Finboss reliant on Rafiki, or can it op operate independently? Like, how how does that relationship work? Yeah, yeah, great question. So initially, we um, initially we were integrated with Rafiki. There were some holdbacks just because of the way the technology was moving. Um, so. We are currently open payments compliant, which would basically mimic most of the Rafiki APIs um, until such time that Rafiki caught up. Um, so at the moment, we we don't expose them sort of, we don't have docs and we don't expose it super well to say how you can use them because we're just basically trying to, basically our payment providers are saying we, there's a approach we must take, crawl, walk, run. So we basically, at the moment, you through our UI, you can initiate the peer-to-peer the -peer payments to the different payment pointers. Um, under the hood, that is using the open payments APIs. And then the hope is we can enable that as we, as we just onboard more users and risk and compliance sort of are happy that we're sort of doing the right things. But that's a great question. And, and just to be clear, there is a... Um... There's a partnership agreement between Findboss and Interledger to make sure that those things happen and um, underwritten and, and subsidized for that growth to, to happen and be thoughtful. Yeah, and and it like so so we're incentivized to make sure that happens, but uh, we it's always been in our DNA. I mean, we we came out of Coil that that's sort of the 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 thinking we've always had, um, and we we're actually talking about the programmatic stuff today. Um, they like. Maybe I'll, I'll dive a little bit into technical stuff here. There's awesome nuances. So uh, it's, it's not super common in the US, but it's catching up. So one example is 3DS. So 3DS is basically if you try and initiate a card payment and the, your bank basically says, oh, I want to make sure that the user is actually doing this. Uh, 3DS is basically a mechanism to step up authentication. Um, one of the mechanisms we have to think about is what does it look like if you give programmatic access to somebody but then when they try to initiate a payment from your card um, or from a, from a mechanism that requires us 3DS, how do we interact with the user to make sure that that happens, but it's still a seamless payment experience? So those are just sort of some of the challenges we're facing, um, just purely by using the, the rails we are at the moment. Um, they're not insurmountable. They just require some thought and, and, and sort of dedication to that. Um, I think what we're thinking of initially is, for example, the web monetization use case for tipping there might maybe ways to get around that with instead of having full programmatic access um, that you have user interaction and we sort sort of solve that use case as it comes by and then we can unlock unlock as we go um, East Africa great question and another one we have so I'll just categorically state that us is very risk adverse to to sort of East Africa um, I, I don't agree with it, but it just is the way it works. So we have asked for uh, Kenya and Nigeria preliminary. Uh, again, those are what we've asked for. They've basically come back and said those might be tough asks, but they're going to basically find a bank that they can work with to, to help enable that. 
Um, but we've got sort of, they, they've sort of said, put that on the sort of sideburn and then they can work out how that works. Um, but so, yeah, we, ha we have looked at East Africa. The reason I didn't mention it because th there's, they, they basically still have to try find a bank that can even support those, those regions for us. Um, and that's purely for sending. Receiving might be easier. So if we originate payments elsewhere and you want to receive into those corridors, um, our current banking partner in the US or our money services business can support that. We just have to think of like how that user experience works. Um, so what would it look like having a receive-only payment pointer um, is sort of something we would need to think about. Awesome. Um, well, you know, a real explicit CTA is if you're in the U.S. and you want to start to to play and experiment, reach out to Matthew or the fine and or the fine boss team and get into the early demoing. And then obviously watch watch the space probably for the best updates and for that that celebratory uh, champagne pop. <laughs> All right. Um, next up, we're going to go to Fernando. So I'm just giving you a 20 second heads up for our uh, demo with my wallet guru. Hey, stream. And uh, just a reminder that Testnet and Rafiki updates are written this week, so you can see them there. And I think everyone knows how to follow up with them. But if if not, uh, you can find everything on Slack. So this is my mini PSA for the Interledger community. Slack is vibrant, has lots of folks. You can direct message people. There are uh, channels of interest, so on and so forth. Um, so find us there. All right, Fernando, we're going to take a deeper look. Let's give us a demo. Okay, so hello, I'm Fernando. I'm a co-founder of Wallet Guru. Uh, it's great. Well, also Emiliana, co-founder as well of Wallet Guru on the call. It's uh, great to have this chance to update you on our progress. Um, for those of you who don't know us, we are a US-based uh, FinTech that specializes in developing digital payment solutions for utility companies that operate in Latin America. Um, our mission is to democratize access to financial services and empower people and companies to access the Internet of Value in Latin America. Um, uh, we set our, ourselves to address a real-world problem that affects a significant part of the population. And in doing so, we recognize that uh, Latin America's utility companies faced unique challenges, and we saw the opportunity to make a significant impact by the adoption of the Interledger protocol. So just to give you a brief overview of the market, um, we are targeting four specific industries, which are mobile carriers, broadband internet, pay TV, and streaming content. Uh, the aggregate user base of these four industries combined in is 815 million aggregate subscribers that total approximately $174 billion in US revenue. Um, also in the region, there is a quite low um, penetration of credit cards. It's on average 28%. Um, it's 28% it, is low, but this number is skewed by Brazil, which has the largest population and the largest uh, credit card uh, adoption. In, in the region. So you have countries like, uh, which are quite sizable countries like Mexico, where you have only 15% of penetration. Um, so, and also, for example, El Salvador uh, or Paraguay, where penetration rates can be as low as four or 3%. So not surprisingly, uh, the majority of, of the subscribers have prepaid plans. Uh, just the uh, mobile carrier industry alone has to account for 90 billion of uh, US dollars in revenue. Uh, you have people using uh, alternative payment methods that are very expensive. And when we say alternative payment methods, we refer to any payment method that is different than uh, other than uh, credit cards and debit cards. Uh, so the, the issue is that you have a very large portion of the population uh, using prepaid uh, uh, subscriptions and using uh, alternative payment methods that are very inefficient and cause a lot of friction in the system. Uh, if we do the math and, and we account for the difference in fees of credit cards versus alternative payment methods, on average, you know, three and a half percent versus six percent, 
and you multiply that times the revenue, you come up with a staggering number of 2.1, uh, sorry, 2.9 billion dollars a year in extra fees. Uh, so utility companies have to charge higher rates. Uh, as you can see in the graph, uh, the group is led by Mexico that has approximately 82% uh, 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 of users opting for prepaid services. Uh, and the cost of one mobile, one megabyte of mobile data in Mexico uh, equals 110% of a local Big, Big Mac, uh, which is, is staggering when compared to uh, Chile, who has, uh, it's on the opposite side of the spectrum, that has the lowest uh, prepaid subscriber base of 40%, and the, the cost of one megabyte of data is uh, approximately 15% of a, of a Big Mac. So um the it, it, we found that there is a direct correlation between the amount of prepaid subscribers and rates in latin america um and having such a si sizable prepaid uh customer basis also causes billions of dollars in cost in subscriber churn and customer acquisition costs for uh utility companies in the region uh, also, another factor that you know impacts negatively all all users in the region is uh, very high inflation rates across across all countries. And actually, so the solution we we came up with is is our flagship product called Paystream. And what we want to build is a payment streaming platform built on Interledger that enables consumers to pay in real time for services. And uh, as we saw, it could have a very large social impact. It could promote financial inclusion and benefit at least, well, up to 551 million prepaid subscribers. It has the possibility of lowering customer churn and serve as a retention tool for utility companies to retain customers. Um, and also uh, by being more efficient than uh, in terms of fees than credit cards or uh, alternative payment methods, it has the uh, possibility of, of improving uh, rates for uh, prepaid subscribers in the region. So in, for our phase one, the functionality that we want to provide for Paystream is basically integrate all, it's all going to be interledger based, but we're also planning on integrating, uh, taking advantage of, of, of the interledger protocol, we, we plan on integrate uh, into the Stellar blockchain uh, and also into uh, the MoneyGram access program through which we can access over 450,000 commercial agents that could serve us as cash on and off ramps, therefore making our platform uh, suitable for both banked and unbanked uh, consumers. Um, we want to offer a very flexible business plan by offering our own Wallet Guru branded solution for smaller companies that are not interested in participating in the fintech market, but also uh, are, are, are planning on offering a white label solution for maybe medium to larger size uh, companies that want to uh, participate in, 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 in the fintech market. Uh, we believe that, for example, mobile carriers are in a, in a specially good position to enter the fintech market with their own brands as banks uh, usually do not have the best reputation in, in Latin America due to constant bank failures and high uh, interest rates. Um, as I said, we, we're planning on offering very low fees or lower fees than credit cards or alternative payment methods. So we want to make this uh, the most efficient payment method available for utility companies and consumers. Um, also, we want to take advantage of the uh, uh, adjustable payment bandwidth that is that we could uh, 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 achieve through the interledger integration and therefore we could enable companies to market their services in very uh, creative ways for example an internet service provider could have a very low cost low speed internet connection um, specially tailored for those consumers who are very price sensitive um, also uh, we plan on supporting uh, local currencies, as I said, with uh, through the Interledger uh, integration and also offering uh, USDC support, which is a, a digital currency that's backed by uh, US uh, 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 short-term treasury bills. So it's uh, pegged one-to-one -to, -one to the 
to the to the U.S. dollar, and this could serve as a store of value for um, consumers in Latin America who wish to at least save uh, some of their funds in in U.S. dollars. Uh, for our development plan uh, for Phase One, we're estimating that we will require a 16-person team. It's going to take us at least 12,400 man hours and uh, it's going to span over a 26 week period uh, timeframe. Um, we are planning on making our, our digital wallets open sourced so anyone can uh, download our, our wallets and uh, connect directly into the Paystream network and, and, and make payments to uh, all these utility companies. Uh, and also we're planning on building a robust uh, backend platform that is able to both handle uh, millions of transactions per second, uh, but at the same time remain uh, efficient in terms of of operating costs. So it 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 it's it's it it has been quite a challenge in 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 figuring out a way to to both be able to manage a very scalable operation, but also keep the operating costs. Uh, at very efficient levels, so we, after a, a, a lot of work during our, our research phase, we 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 came up with a a hybrid uh, serverless architecture that will allow us to do so. Uh, and um, in terms of you know new developments, we have a, a new development team that we managed to recruit um, recently. Uh, we're lucky enough to be able to uh, recruit a Mr. Emilio O'Turman, who was former senior vice president of technology of HBO LATAM for 30 years. And among you know his many achievements as a professional, he was responsible for developing the HBO Go platform, streaming platform in Latin America. And also we were uh, able to uh, hire a third party contractor that was responsible for developing the Chivo wallet, which was commissioned by uh, the government of El Salvador and had uh, 40 million, uh, 4 million downloads in a relatively short period of time. Uh, as for next steps, we are finalizing the technical design of the platform. We are ready to begin building the prototype and we're planning on testing our prototype with a video streaming uh, service simulation. So we, you know, integrating this into an internet service provider or, or a phone carrier would be a lot more complex. So we thought that the best way to test this would be just by simulating a, a, a video streaming service. Um, we are still working, eagerly awaiting for the approval of our, of our license. We are, are actively following up with the OFR uh, with additional requirements. Uh, but we, we we hope to have that settled within the next couple of months. And we're also looking forward to um, meeting you all once again in, in Costa Rica in the coming uh, summit. Uh, and we, we, we are actively uh, soliciting feedback for uh, our paystream and our solutions. So that's uh, about it. Uh, thank you. And, and if you have any questions, uh, be glad to uh, hear them out. Uh, that's well, thank you, Fernando. That was an amazing demo and share out. Uh, appreciate that. And uh, stepped up at the last second as we had uh, to make a last second call. So thanks for being available um, and willing. Um, David, you had a question. So why don't you go ahead and open up your mic and go ahead and ask it. Others can follow suit. Uh, okay. Hi, everyone. Uh, congratulations, Fernando, about this, uh, this project. It looks great. It looks amazing. I think it's a very good fit for Latin America market. And I would like to make a question. Um, how do you solve the problem when it comes to um, convert USDC to fiat money? Are you planning to integrate some off-ramp uh, off uh, platform because um, I live in Ecuador. Uh, I know how hard it is to make the conversion from USDC to, or any cryptocurrency to, to fiat money. We are paying a lot of, um, of fees when I try to do this, when we try to do this. How are you going to solve this? Is any is, is any solution involved here in the scope of the project or this is not inside the project? Thank you very much. That's a great question, David. Uh, and that's the reason why we decided to integrate into the Stellar blockchain 
Uh, the Stellar blockchain is integrated into the MoneyGram uh, access program. So when uh, when the USDC is running on the Stellar blockchain, you can access uh, MoneyGram's 450,000 uh, uh, commercial agents network. So we would be tapping into MoneyGram's liquidity. That's one way. That's and 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 the the MoneyGram access serves as a cash. Uh, on and off ramp. And for fiat conversions, we are integrating also into Stellar's anchor platform that is uh, basically, they call them anchors. It's basically the same as a financial node in the interledger network. So they have um, uh, USDC accounts and fiat, local fiat accounts in, in different countries, and they provide the liquidity for uh, USDC and local fiat conversions for the fiat side. So um, that's that's how we're planning on doing this initially. Amazing, great. All right, Adam, you had a question in the queue? Uh, I do, thank you. Um, Fernando, the decision to go with Stellar over XRP, is that because of the MoneyGram uh, connection or is that or is there something else that, that Stellar has? Yeah, uh, that's a great question. Um, yes, we... we, we we're we're seeing that Ripple has been tailoring more to the cross-border uh, uh, wholesale side of the of the spectrum, whereas we've noticed that Stellar has been catering more to the retail side of things. And by uh, if you, I mean, for example, USDC doesn't run on on XRP on the XRP ledger. USDC only runs well runs on eight or nine different blockchains, but it does not run on XRP. So um um yeah for the retail side of things it's it we, we're more inclined well i think it's, it's going to be more useful for us to be integrated into stellar but we are also looking into integrating well, once this has critical mass uh i think one of the obvious next steps that we should do is integrate into the xrp ledger to facilitate uh cross-border payments and and possibly remittance remittances, you know, so to do instant secure and compliant uh, remittances uh, across borders, I think integrating into the XRP blockchain would be very beneficial for us. Awesome. Thank you. I, I imagine the architecture of the two blockchains is very similar. So I can't, I can't imagine it would be too big a lift. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Fernando. That was an awesome demo and share out so uh, much appreciated um there where to find them and him go back to the real quick oh that's fine um maybe you could put your email in the chat if anyone wants to follow up directly and of course another call for slack i know fernando is in the il uh interledger community slack so you can find fernando there as well it is the the best drinking uh a drinking fountain of interledger activity the slack I'm going to be pushing it a lot. So probably once more before we sign off. Uh, all right. So for the deep dive, we're taking um, a little bit of an opportunity to take some of that time ourselves because we want to make sure that you all are kept aware of what's going on with the summit. So um, it, here we sit in July and early November sort of feels both simultaneously like a whole new uh era and it feels like it could be the day after uh tomorrow so we're working you know sort of very hard behind the scenes you'll probably you probably have and you probably will start to see even more promo even more announcements even more activity for this summit as we tick uh closer but you all the folks that show up on this meeting and participate in our communities and our grantees and so on and so forth you know are really the lifeblood of this community and the folks that you know, need, should, we want um, participating. So we want to make sure that we do take the time in this call between now and then to keep everyone up to date. So I won't belabor this too much, but I do want to sort of hit some of these bullet points that are on the, the written feed, the written share out here in the ILP Summit section, kind of towards the end of today's agenda. Um, one, obviously the URL is right there. Um, you can, you know, it's got, it's going to have and will have and already has the most important information. Um, I would say that if you have, if you do plan to come, even if you think you're going to come, I would say, or, or are in this 
process of planning whether to come, go ahead and grab uh, that slot, which is that second link there. The uh, I think it's through Tito. Yeah, so it's a Tito-based link. Um, and go ahead and follow up that way. One thing that we're super excited about is this third one, the call for speakers. So um, we did uh, elongate the, the deadline, so it's a little longer than originally advertised. It's going to go till August 15th, so you have some time for sure, but that process is open. Uh, there's a variety of styles. There's tech share outs. There's lightning talks. There's uh, potential panel discussions. There's a number of ways to engage. It's all right there in the sessionized link in the call for speakers. I'd say an application takes 30 to 40 minutes to fill out. And that kind of gives you some thinking time and some editing time on, on the copy that we do ask. Basically, the open-ended questions are, you know, you picked one of the session types, what's your plan for that time, and some linkages to the themes and content of the summit, right? You obviously have to have some links and some connections there. So basically, you articulate those two things, and then the rest of it, you know, is pretty straightforward. Uh, so we would love to see folks like yourself put in, put in sessions. So there is a plug for that. Um, also... I would say if you're if you even if you are on the fence, but you come from somewhere that may need a visa, um, I would start looking into that now. Uh, there's a link to a form there. You can also reach out to us directly if you need any help. I think we are providing a standard letter um, about the summit. But if you need more, reach out. I think it's never too early to begin that process. Um, so that's our advice there. Um, You'll start seeing this. I think Stefan was announced on Monday. Uh, Brianna will be publicly announced, uh, I think, on Friday. But we also have added a couple more keynote speakers, including uh, Isabella Cruz, who's associated with the work in the People's Clearinghouse um, and really starting the movement of community banks uh, in Mexico and in Central America as a speaker. And then Maha Bahu, I think I might be getting that wrong, so I apologize. I'll make sure I get that right going forward. Um, from Jordan, who will be speaking um, and is working to integrate Interledger, and we'll be hearing more about that. So we've got some exciting keynote speakers already lined up. We'll be announcing more activities, more events, kind of in a drumbeat process between now and the run-up to the, the summit. But if you want to be part of that drumbeat, my big call to action is to go to that Sessionize link and look at what it would be to put in a session. By the way, uh, for uh, successful sessions that get chosen to be part of the program, there is um, a plane ticket and a hotel room in it for you. Any, Vanille, well, first of all, let me check with my partner, Vanille. Did I miss anything key in my rundown there or any other things you want to add color commentary to on the summit? Uh, thanks, Jessica. I think you pretty much covered uh, all the things. All and right. uh, if you have time, uh, we can do a quick glimpse uh, uh, of what the venue looks like and it's oh that's right you're gonna do that yeah so um you probably have a couple of questions or comments hold them but uh Vanille's gonna just to kind of as a little bit of a hype moment show you where the the venue where people will be both well they'll be you'll be eating living and summiting so why don't you go ahead and, and show it Vanille. let me share my screen The anticipation is killing everyone, Benil. Uh, do anyone know how to share uh, Keynote using Google Mac, uh, Google Meet? No. I mean, just share your full screen and uh, okay, and put it there. Can you tell we yeah thanks Malcolm can you see my screen we cannot unfortunately oh there we go it's it's going it's going Vanille now we see ourselves everyone give yourself a delayed wave
give me uh, one second. I'll, I'll quickly do it through the browser. Okay, so I will uh, tap dance um, in the meantime. Uh, well, first of all, let's go to questions. Does anyone have any questions or comments about the summit, about the details uh, that I just shared? Looking, Always looking for feedback or questions or things that we can be doing uh, to make things more clarifying. Uh, hi, Chris. Hi, everyone. Uh, just a question. Uh, when do you announce uh, the speakers that have been shortlisted? Is it on a rolling basis or after the deadline? It'll. Uh, that's a good question. I think it'll be mostly after the deadline. I don't know if we have that. That don't don't hold me to that completely. But I think our goal is that most, at minimum, most of them will be after the deadline. And a lot of our kind of. I would also say that you know. A lot of our the the real kind of excitement will start to ramp up in early September. Um, so I think that's when I mean, we're going to be doing constant marketing and sharing things and drumbeat, as I said. But then in early September, you know, our goal is to have most of it announced and really start to, you know, kind of plan and pre-plan with community so that the summit's the best it can be. So I would say you definitely will see right in the beginning of September some energy and announcements kick up on our part. All right, are you ready, Vanille? One moment yet. I've only got so many moves, Vanille. <laughs> <laughs> Fernando gave us a good plug. Uh, it, it and it, you know, it really is. It's a really amazing to see how many relationships and connections that were made last year have have you know really worked out throughout the rest of the year and. Have, splintered out and connected and continued to and continue to grow um so i'm excited it's what last year wasn't our first official one there had been um ilp summits previously but it had been a number of years um and so there was a real injection of energy into the ecosystem in the community which i felt continue from and now we're about to roll into the next so that's pretty exciting yeah right Daniel, <laughs> please Tell me, tell me, I can, I can stop vamping here. Um, Chris, is Stefan Thomas still kind of working with Intel Ledger Foundation? What's his? Yeah, and he's our board chair. Okay. So he's the chair chairperson of the of the Interledger board. So very much so. And then he was like working on Darcy as well. Is that a thing? Yes. So that's his. That's a personal project of his, which I think he's dedicated a lot of his time to. And he talked about it last year's summit. And and I don't know. I can't say this with any kind of certainty, but I. I have a. I highly suspect that an update on Dassey and talking about his thinking there will be part of his talk at the summit. Awesome. All right, Vanille. You have one more shot. Then I'm going to let give these people their time back. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I think there is a technical glitch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so All right. Well, here, put the link in the chat. Everyone can ooh and on the venue if you haven't yet there. And you'll just have to believe me that it is uh, worth your time and energy. All right. Unless anyone has anything else, I think we can draw the draw to a close. Chris, I actually did have a question, and I think okay, it's it. directed for you. Um, just in terms of web monetization and the future of web monetization, the overall kind of outlook of that does that include Finboss, or is it like mainly with like browser and Chromium? Like, how does it? How do you think it's going to look in the future, or do we not know? I think the easiest answer is we don't know, right? So, but that that comes off more negative than I think it mean that I that I mean it to be. So, I think what's exciting is it could go a couple of different places, and what we're excited to do is frame and help to set up paths for those things to go. And that, but you know, I think those are still we're still a ways off. I think the summit will be in an, an interesting time to start having some of those conversations. But Alex, take it away. You'll be able to answer this better than me. Yeah, so I didn't want to share this just yet. There's a lot of pressure, there's a lot of pressure, but we are building for several different futures here. So the browser future is very far away. We've started that process, but the the, the weaponization of browser near you, that's not a month process, that's a year process. We started that process. I don't, I don't know if we're gonna have a, a prototype at the summit. My hope, my 
inner hope and goal is to have a Chromium version of the summit they can download and see how webization could look like implemented in the browser. But what we will have by the summit is an extension that's built on open payments that lets you do web monetization with open payments. So the difference is in the coil extension or in the coil model, you needed the raw IntelliJ access in order to make the payments. In the new version we're working on, you will need a payment pointer, that's it. Now. Finbot provides payment pointers, GitHub provides payment pointers, all of the people in the financial services provide payment pointers. The tricky part is going to be how are those connected and which one is going to offer what type of payment pointers or what, what that's allowed to, to happen. So because it's built on open payment, we're going to, we're building for a world in which you might have a payment pointer, but your payment pointer might not be compatible with a page payment pointer. So that's going to be a, a little bit of a bummer to begin with. As we connect more and more nodes together, yes, it's going to work with everything. But in the in the short term, in the short term, we are we are building towards that future where it's built on open payments, and everybody can be their own web monetization provider. So there's no need for us a coil to arise in the near term. Now, because open payments and payment pointers are limited to whoever provides you with a payment pointer. If you can get a payment pointer, or if you're in a country where there's not a wallet to provide you with a payment pointer, for those parts of the world, we will need to identify weaponization providers that can make those payments and let it happen. So I feel like that's a, that part of the problem is a six month problem of building the, the extension to work with open payments and then starting to look for weaponization providers. Um, that's a grant opportunity we've been throwing around. It's not solidified yet in any sort, shape, or form, but that's where the the weaponization work is heading. We've we've spec'd out kind of a two year two year plan or a two year roadmap on how weaponization is moving. It's moving in parallel, and I think that the the, the soonest the sooner thing we can we can test out and we can put in the hands of people is going to be the open payments based extension. Is there, Fernando, is there any chance that, that that um sort of roadmap will be shared with the community? As soon as I put it from out of my head and into a format to share, I would love to do that. I'd love to do that. But uh yes, I feel like that's a very good point. We keep putting things on a roadmap. I'm I'm wondering how many people go and look at that roadmap. So we have one for Afiki and the test network, and we've shared it around on social and stuff like that. Um if we put weaponization in the same in the same place, is there is there a chance people will go go there and read it, or where where would that roadmap be better suited? Um, is is uh, I wonder with something like that whether whether that's something where it might be good to have in um, a shared ideation space, um, like uh, like kind of one of those shared mind map sort of spaces where people can also add in ideas into that and there can be a bit of a conversation too around kind of brainstorming and thinking up. I'm just, this is just all off the top of my head with very little sleep, so. <laughs> So feel free to ignore. I think, Alex, we could just get it, you know, whatever is sort of digestible soonish. I don't think it's got to be like, you know, we don't have to put too much pressure on it. But then and just, I think let's start it. Here I am. I said I'd get one more in. Let's start it in the web monetization Slack channel. You know, I think even just, you know, like reviewing what, you know, from your head to paper version in that sort of smaller circle might, you know, might help that contribution or, you know, kind of that feedback pathway and then let it go from there. Okay, that's good. That's good. I'll, we'll start using the Slack from that. That's that's the perfect way to start it. And that gives us that ideation component that lets people give us feedback on where those blocks slot in the roadmap. That's good. Once, one step at a time. Fernando, you had a question. You John, you'd put your hand up in the queue. Yeah. Um, I have a question in terms of uh, Coil's work. Uh, did they, uh, they obviously, uh, uh, dedicated the the you know the the most of their efforts into web monetization but did they uh were they able to develop uh, a solution for streaming video online or or the web monetization does it cover streaming video or is it just uh um just content on on web pages i'm just thinking out loud maybe there's some 
parts of components that they developed that we could use for the testing our prototype. So I was just wondering if there's something that we could use for that. It was developed. Well, it kind of depends on whether you're, you're where you're streaming your video, right? If you're streaming your video net, Netlify style, uh, Netflix style, right? If it's Netflix style, it works. If you're streaming that video YouTube into an Android phone or YouTube into a device or YouTube into a TV, uh, they haven't developed anything for streaming outside of a, of a browser, right? Outside of a browser view. If you're trying to do this on TVs or in mobile apps, I feel like that's something that we still need to... So, so for example, streaming in outside the browser is something the weaponization group has started to kick around. And we've gotten to the point where we realized we'll need to develop an SDK for non-browser usage of streaming payments, right? That's applications, TVs, stuff like that. But I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. At, at the bot, that that's not at the top of our priority list. So I don't think you can you can use that to, to test. If it's in a browser, if it's in a browser, yeah, that's that's perfectly usable. And Matthew has a hand up as well. Matthew, is that is that <laughs> yeah, to, yeah. to talk so about the streaming wanna, bit? I, I just want to remind people, um, I think I've probably outlived a few people in this community. Um, there was a company called Cinnamon <clears throat> who did video streaming. Um, so you can always read out, reach out to Rob, um, the, the CEO. If you don't know the information, you're more than welcome to, to, to contact me and I can put you in touch. Um, so yeah, Cinnamon was based off that. They did have an app as well. And the way it worked is um, they did like an OAuth login to Coil and then got like a token and then had like a native streaming integration with Coil. Um, so it wasn't, it, I w I'd say it's not, was, it wasn't strictly web monetization based. It was more um, raw ILP based. Um, and it worked pretty well, actually. Um, the, the key there is, I think, and, and sort of how the community was moving in the end with what Coil was doing was more towards batching. So the idea would be if you pay, um, if you watch for 15 seconds, you pay for the first 15 seconds, and then you incrementally pay for a little bit more time as you watch longer, just because paying every second or, or lower just ended up being a lot more engineering overhead than actually was worthwhile. Um, so yeah, that's just something to think about, but I'd be happy to put you in touch with Rob. He's a, he's a, he's a genuine person. He's also been a part of this community from the very beginnings, um, used to work for Coil as an intern. So I'm sure he'd be happy to discuss anything with you. Okay, great. Thank you, Matthew. And Fernando in general, there's been a number of other stops and starts with web monetization and streaming video and people that have looked into it and experimented with it. So you can also just reach out to the program team and we can put you in, um, touch with some folks or show you some, some things that you might want to look at as you continue to tinker and build. Okay, great. Thank you. All right. Well, while we, while Alex and Fernando and Erica and Adam and Matthew joined me in my collective dance routine, Vanille was able to get working on showing the venue. So Vanille, take us home. All right. Uh... Can oh, you see the screen now? It looks like it's it's trying, Vanille. We're back to double, double. <laughs> One second. I can't even abuse the metaphor anymore. <laughs> Do you see uh, the? We see the, ourselves again. We're, we're in a we're in an infinite mirror loop. It's like the beginning of a Black Mirror episode. So you don't have to click the it. share button again. You just click it once, and then you just go navigate to the tab you want to share. We were already seeing your screen. And maybe Vinil, if you are sharing, if it's in, in full screen, it doesn't work. So it should not be in full screen, whatever you're showing in your screen. Uh -huh. IT help with the community. I get la one last chance, Vanille. Now it's gonna, and, and now anything short of like floating uh, emerald cities <laughs> in the sky, with, you know, with, uh, you know, it's nectar just gonna be like for three meals a day. <laughs>
I have a quick uh, summit question. Sure, go for um, it. Are you, will you guys be doing something like you did last year where the grantees display their project on the floor? Is that something you're doing this year? We are. And for the opening night reception, we're working on a process to get who those, they, they so they will have to be grantees. So they will come from a, the grantee pool. We're coming up with a process for sort uh, for calling and sorting for the people that want to be involved in that. So that will happen again. We're, we'll, how to get there is what we're working on. Um, I also will give a short, I don't have a ton of details, but um, it, the summit, there's the opening reception, which is in the evening, and then there's the two days of the summit program. And then on the the, the next day, there's going to be an all-day technical hackathon. Um, and then we're also planning a half-day grantee meetup um, workshop. So uh, we'll be, those are the, example of details that will be starting to come out with over the next couple of weeks but short answer is yes there will be kind of display tables for probably anywhere in the neighborhood of 12 to 15 grantees to kind of share and talk during the cocktail hour similar to what you all did last year um and then we for grantees that are able to come we are doing a half-day workshop so we'll more details on that soon okay awesome thank you all right vanille you have one more crack it stopped showing the shield button. All right, it's not going to happen. All right, well, you'll just have to dream of your uh, shining cities on the on the hill until next time. Well, thank you all. This is a this is a fun community call. Thanks to everyone who jumped in, asked questions, participated. Um, if you have ideas for deep dives or demos, we are here. You know, I think people see the trend of where the meeting is going, so we would love to have chunks of your content. All right, before we go, Benil, can you share the link with everyone? Yes, that's I'll do that. <laughs> old I'll, school. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the notes. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye.